0: Welcome to episode number thirty-one of the Illini Basketball Podcast, and I'm gonna stick with the lower energy intros, really, until the season starts. You gotta save it, you know, because it's yeah.
1: You don't want to overdo it.
0: Yeah, and this is the first episode that we've done in like thirty-five days, (laughs) month and a
1: half, probably.
0: Our last episode was September second, so it's been over a month and about ten days. So it's not too bad, especially when you have an off season where you really don't know what the hell is gonna (laughs) happen. I mean, yeah.
1: not a whole lot going on, except for Illinois missing out on recruits. So. And no
0: one wants to listen to us talk about Illinois missing <laughs> out on recruits for an hour.
1: So <laughs> right.
0: There's more right. to talk about in this one. And we'll start with a guy that I know his decision upset the country of Illini basketball. Jordan Nesbitt chooses Memphis. We thought the entire time that he was going to go to SLU. Well, yeah cheating memphis i mean that's all i have to say about that
1: we've been uh, yeah we've been talking about nesbitt going to slough for a good three months probably so really wouldn't have been that upset about this but then all of a sudden all these line eye insiders came out and they said oh he's coming to illinois oh there's a good chance he's coming to illinois and then like two days before his decision everybody said he's going to memphis and uh yeah that's where he ended up so um it's brutal yeah, it's just kind of. Uh, Memphis has signed like three wings already for for the class of twenty one, so I don't know where he's going to fit in. Um, apparently, Penny called him while Penny was out on the golf course and said that he he's most likely a one and done, but he didn't know if he would have a starting spot on the team. So I don't know how he's getting these guys, but uh, he's. Seems- huh interesting excuse me getting them I know I know how you like to to talk up Memphis and their cheating ways but well
0: um, let me just say this about Memphis okay I would bet a lot of money that I don't have that (laughs) they are not going to be good at all they might make the tournament they're not going anywhere I don't care uh and I think eventually this is going to lead to kind of a Kind of a, uh, I don't want to, you know, say stuff that I don't really know, but I could see it ending up being a situation like Walter White, like uh, Penny Hardaway's gone too far. And at the uh-huh. end, he's going to get caught because there's no way that he's able to get all of these recruits when number one, he's an unproven coach. Number two, it's Memphis. So, Calipari probably did the same thing. Uh It's very confusing to me how Memphis is getting all these guys.
1: Yeah, because, like, I think the day before, two days before, they got the number 29 player in the nation who's also a wing. Um, And then uh, John Camden, who is also a wing. And now uh, Sam – I want to say Ayameed. I don't know how to <laughs> yeah. say it exactly. Illinois did make his top six. Memphis is also in his top six. A lot of people are saying that this guy's going to go to Memphis too. Um, he's supposed to make his decision wow. tomorrow, I believe. Um, so we'll see what happens with him too. I From everything I hear, he's not come to Illinois, but Illinois did make his top six.
0: So. It's It's almost like Memphis is playing a video game and just turning the it's settings unreal. on easy in terms yeah. of recruiting. Because like – what is this? I mean, they're getting everybody. They got precious Achua last uh-huh. year. They got the number one guy, uh, who I can't remember the name of because he got suspended and quit. Mm-hmm. Um uh, what the hell's his name? Wiseman, James Wiseman. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't get it. It makes no sense. And like I said earlier, they're not going to win. Illinois is going to be a thousand times better than them this year. Don't know about next year, but <laughs> Memphis is not going to win anything. If they get to the elite eight once in the next five years, I will be shocked. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll see more recruiting. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> uh, Illinois uh, supposedly has ramped up on uh, trying to get Bryce Hopkins. Uh, we talked about him last, last podcast and uh Everybody thought that there's a good chance he was going to Kentucky. Like he was just waiting for Kentucky um to offer him. Um Kentucky offered, we talked about this. They offered he didn't immediately go with Kentucky. Um, and now uh, word is that uh there's some Kentucky insiders that, that are taking him off the list of going to Kentucky. So um his dad was interviewed and said that Illinois uh recruiting on him has become totally different and, uh, said that they're doing good things in Champaign. So, um, I, I, this would be huge. Uh, I hear that he is supposed to announce either the end of this week or next week. So, um, look out for that. Uh, with the class of 2021 right now, really all Illinois has is Luke Goody. So they they kind of need something. Um, We've talked about uh, Mac Etienne. Uh, he's not supposed to make his decision till the spring. Um, Wesley Cardett Jr. isn't supposed to make his decision till the spring. Uh, they have talked about Ty Ty Washington a little bit. Um, he's got offers from Arizona State, Auburn, Creighton, and LSU. Um, so there, there's some guys still out there, and they just offered uh, Cordell Charles, 6'7 uh, power forward. Um, they offered him on Monday. He's 132 nationally. He's a three-star. He's got offers from K-State, USC, Tulsa, St. Bonaventure, Ohio, and Detroit. So Illinois is kind of pretty good school on that list. All things considered. So,
0: yes. um,
1: but if they don't pull, if they don't pull somebody, I mean, they're looking at one guy right now. So
0: it sounds about right for what this program has been for a while. I mean, a couple, hopefully, a couple of years there they can where... get a couple more. I mean, the last three years of recruiting have been very, very good in comparison to what we saw for, like, seven years. I mean, there were some guys here and there. But most of the time when Illinois gets a four or a five-star, they don't work out. Mm -hmm. Um, At least recently it's worked out. And hopefully that continues this year with Curbelo and Miller. Uh, But I think Mac ETN is not coming here, mainly because we've talked about him so much. And the more (laughs) we talk about a guy – it's over. The thing is, this is Weston this has Nesbitt, really been
1: our first summer of talking about recruits, and and so anybody we've talked about hasn't came to Illinois. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh,
0: I don't even think but. we talked about Luke Goody or whatever the hell his name is. That right? I guess before yeah. he came here, I don't really think we talked about him that much, if at all.
1: I think we mentioned him a couple times, but but nothing in depth for sure.
0: Yeah, and then Weston didn't come here. Nesbitt not coming here etn we'll see i guess
1: yeah i I, if they pick up bryce hopkins all will be forgiven in my eyes but
0: what positions he play
1: he's a power forward he's a big wing that we we could use number 30 in the nation um i believe he's one of the top players in illinois obviously but
0: um, well you're the recruiting guy so i don't know all these future recruits
1: yeah, I don't really either, but but you uh-huh. know they they pop up on the Twitter feed, and I just like to pass it along to our
0: fans. That's so, good stuff. Uh, so the class of twenty twenty two, huh? Yeah,
1: they, oh. Illinois made some offers uh, since we uh, did our last podcast. Um, they offered twin two twins, Kyle and Matthew Filipowski. Um, Kyle's a three star. His brother is unranked, um, but they're six ten twins from New York. So. Um, they got offers from Maryland, Purdue, and Iowa.
0: Um, They're going to Maryland. Yeah,
1: but and I think uh, Pitt, I think Pittsburgh is the only one that's offered both of them. The other, the other schools have just offered Kyle.
0: That's all so, nice.
1: Um, yeah, but uh, and then we, Illinois offered Kyle Thomas. You have to pause it.
0: Okay, quick pause. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, don't remember where you were. Kyle Thomas. Uh,
1: Kyle Thomas, Illinois offer. Kyle Thomas, three-star center, 6'9 from West, Westchester, Illinois. Um, his only other offer right now is Nebraska. Jaden 6 6'5 shooting guard. They say he's the best shooter in Illinois. Um, he has offers from Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Dayton. They had a Zoom call with him um, over the past month. And I I know that Michigan State's going at him pretty hard. He's had a few Zoom calls with them. So, um, and the last one I have is Colin Smith, 6'8", small forward. Four-star from Texas, had a Zoom call with eye And Steven Gentry's been in close contact with him daily. So, um, that's that's class of 2022. Of course, that's a long ways away. And, of course, it can go down to the last day, and these kids will probably still go to Memphis. So, Yep. Just throwing them out there for you.
0: Well, uh, I will say this. The recruiting classes of the future aren't going to be good. Uh, I just think that we've had three straight years of good recruiting. We're due for a couple non-good years. And that's th- mainly because you I have-
1: think that – I think after this year, if Illinois is as good as, you know, we think Illinois is going to be this year, that, that they will definitely pick up on the recruiting.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um, so, let's get into the good stuff, the really yeah. good stuff. Basketball is I mean, the is all good stuff, but <laughs> schedule changes incoming. So, basketball is going to be back November 25th, which I believe is the day before Thanksgiving, it is. Okay. Correct, yes. Um, we talked about a couple of months ago the Emerald Coast Classic, which uh-huh. has now been canceled, so there you go. It was supposed to kick off uh, the year, and uh, so there you go and with I- that.
1: I think Florida was the only other team in that that was.
0: I think you Oregon know, was in it, weren't they?
1: Was Oregon in it? I don't I think remember. Oregon might have been in that. But but with that being canceled, um, they, there's talk that uh, Orlando is going to host the Jimmy V Classic. And big news is that there is a good chance that Illinois is going to be playing Baylor during that, which would when be when is that? Unbelievable. Uh I believe it's gonna be like that first week. It's like a
0: so I okay, so what does that do to when Rothstein said that Illinois is gonna host its own in Shane? That's,
1: that's a good question. Um yeah, I don't I don't know when it, the Jimmy V Classic is exactly. I just know that Orlando is hosting like seven other
0: uh events. So because you can do anything there. Right. Like, like it's like completely free there.
1: Yeah. But uh, Rutgers was supposed to play in this game, and uh, they backed out from what it sounds like. And so Illinois is stepping
0: in. We need to get Rothstein on the show. Have him talk about According it. to
1: the Jimmy V Classic backslash ESPN events, it is in 57 days. And it's presented by Corona, which is very, very
0: odd. So that means that <laughs> that so the season starts in forty-four days, right? So that's thirteen. That's like two weeks after. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into the scheduling formats soon because Illinois could play both and still have.
1: Yeah, and they and and once a schedule, I, I assume that uh, we'll probably have one more podcast. Before the season starts, once the schedule drops, yeah. we'll do our predictions, things like we did last year before the season started. So we'll know more then. But uh, Illinois-Baylor would be uh, basically a top-five matchup probably. I mean, yeah. Baylor's going to be one or two. Illinois is going to be four, five, six, seven. It, yeah. Who knows?
0: Well, um, also it says on the ESPN events that Jimmy V Classic is at Madison Square Garden, which I'm sure is going to change. Right. Right. Uh, because Orlando, like f- the entire state of Florida, I mean, sports teams or sports leagues might as well just move everything there. Yes, because yeah, pretty much do whatever <laughs> just you want,
1: bubble down there.
0: So. so, with that, you have the ACC Big Ten Challenge, could be moved to December 8th and 9th. Uh, and word is that Illinois could be playing Duke. There's no confirmation, but why the hell not? do for a game against Duke. That's Tuesday and Wednesday, eighth and ninth. That's only two yeah. days rather than they usually have it for three. Right, and I
1: don't know if that's going to be a off you know offside event like they're doing all these other things. Uh, if it's going to be like its own little bubble, or how exactly they're
0: going to do that. Um, but if they if they can pull off college football to the point that they had have now. There's no way that college basketball is not going to be able to uh, have an easier job right. ahead of them. Yeah. You Dealing with a lot less personnel and, uh, you know, I think it's just easier.
1: Yeah. But a, a season where Illinois plays Baylor and Duke when, I mean, Illinois right. hasn't had a, had a schedule like that in a long time.
0: So. Good resume builders. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Let's go to Illinois preseason rankings and we'll start with, uh, Oh, boy. Start with uh, your boy first. Yeah. Andy Katz, number one in the Big Ten ranking, which we all know means uh, they'll lose a game. They'll lose, let's say they lose to Baylor, they go to like seventh in the Big Ten or something, because all he does is just go with whoever the team that looks good on paper or a fan base that's, you know.
1: I I think Andy Katz is trying to still ride his bandwagon that he said Illinois was going to be so good last year. And then, and then he jumped right off of it. And now I think he's trying to ride it hard again just to just to be that guy.
0: So. I'm not convinced that he knows anything about basketball, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not, you can get I'm not him convinced. on the podcast.
1: You guys would have a good conversation.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's going to decline on that one if he uh, has paid attention to the <laughs> podcast where I tagged him, calling him a fraud. Yeah. Um, Here's a guy I'd like to get on there, Rothstein. Good guy. I like to get him on. That'd be good. Uh, he has them at third behind Iowa and Wisconsin, which I think is fair. I think I'd probably put them at two behind Iowa.
1: I, I agree. I don't know. I like. I know Wisconsin. You know, want to share of the Big Ten title last year, but I, for them to be ahead of Illinois, is surprising
0: yeah. to me. But I, I think the Rothstein kind of goes a little crazy sometimes and overrates teams slightly, which I think he's doing that a little bit with Wisconsin. I know they have a lot of guys returning, but I don't think that the guys returning are as good as people think. Yeah,
1: and I don't think they're definitely not as good as Illinois' guys returning.
0: No, and Illinois went to Wisconsin last year and beat, and beat them. them. yeah.
1: And that's my big hang-up with him putting Wisconsin first, but or and, over them.
0: And Illinois split with Iowa – now, Iowa has returning players, too, such as Luca Garza, and they also have Jordan Bohannon coming back. Um, but I think Illinois and Iowa are fairly even going into the season because you look at last season, Illinois could have easily won both of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, and the games are officiated so much differently when you have a player like Garza, and I'm hoping that this year we kind of see that treatment for Kofi, um, you know, officiating, becoming completely yeah. different because of one player, Yeah, which happens with Iowa games. Uh, Number seven on the, uh, whatever this is, national.
1: Uh, yeah, on ESP, ESPN has Illinois number seven as, long, as well as Rothstein. Um And Rostin said that, uh, speaking of Adam Miller, um, that he should have a major role on what should be the best team Illinois has had since they went to the national championship game in 2005, which I think most Illinois fans know that, obviously, this is the best team they've had since then. Um, yeah. It's been, what, five years since we made a tournament. So,
0: uh, well, I mean, this year uh, they should have come out with a bracket despite not playing. <laughs>
1: Technically, no
0: yeah.
1: Yep. Um, and then uh, just run, run down these. These are just other sites and stuff that have ranked. Uh, 247 Sports has Illinois 6. Aaron Torres has Illinois 5. NBC Sports has Illinois 9. The Athletic has Illinois at number 9. The stadium has Illinois at number eight. Yahoo Sports has them at number 10. And CBS Sports has them at number six. So pretty much big consensus that Illinois is a top 10 team. I'd say top eight um, by most people. So um, it's going to be a fun year.
0: So I want to dive into some of these rankings. I kind of want to know who's behind these. Okay. Um, So I'm kind of going to look those up. I know that Stadium is probably Jeff Goodman, who I unfollowed on Twitter last night. Uh-oh. Uh, he's a moron. Oh, boy. I'm, I, just, I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> what I, when I think of college basketball and people who cover it, the only one that I like almost the entire time is Rothstein. Austin, I Everyone know else, Rothstein. Everyone else, I mean, fan. I don't understand. Some of these guys are just idiots. It's like they have complete bias towards, like, Duke – and Mm -hmm. all these big Gonzaga, everyone's obsessed with gonzaga they haven't won a thing i mean they're a good team and they have uh they haven't won a title recently right now exactly Mm -hmm. very good program for what they are and where they the conference they're in but like come on yeah and some of these other guys absurd absurd
1: they all seem to be pretty pretty close to around where your boy Rothstein is so
0: yeah, I'm not so sure about you know Yahoo Sports having them at ten. That seems questionable. I don't yeah. know who does those, but I'm about to find out.
1: I don't know it's Yahoo. Uh,
0: let's see. Why is it? Where did you find these?
1: Um, I think I found them on the Twitters.
0: Okay, August third. Yahoo Sports has Illinois at number nine.
1: Moved them up a spot.
0: That is Rob Doster or whatever his name is. I don't I'm not too familiar with him. Mm. So I won't say anything. But he has he has Gonzaga number one, I think. No, he has Villanova number one, Baylor number two, Gonzaga three, Virginia, Kansas, Duke, Iowa. So Iowa's the only Big Ten team out of them. And just for reference, he has Wisconsin at 12. So that's one thing that I'm not so sure about Rostin there on Wisconsin. I don't know if I buy that. Um, And let me just say this about Jeff Goodman Stadium. Uh, He got Illinois at like 47 before Io and Kofi came back. Really? Yeah. I don't think it was was like 43. But, I mean, man, 30 – what is that? 35 spots? I don't even know how to do math. 43 (laughs) minus 8 is 35.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, it does make a big difference having Io and Kofi back.
0: Yeah, but I think that they were, like, 30-ish without him.
1: Okay.
0: Like, 40 is just ridiculous. I mean, I know it's hard to, you know, get a gauge on what we're going to see this season because we don't know. Uh, shout out to CBS and 247, the only teams, or I guess an Aaron, whatever his name is, having them at number six and five. And five. That's uh-huh. good. Good stuff. All right. Uh, what did Io say? I would assume you say?
1: Ayo uh I just – I I was going to end with this, but then you put stuff up. So, anyways, uh, I would assume we said this is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. A lot of people don't have the opportunity to compete for a national championship in their home state. And I I really like that. I hope that that helps to bring kids from Illinois to Illinois, too. Um, And and I feel like Io has done that. I mean, even with getting Adam Miller to come here, um, I know Io wasn't really – in play on that. And a lot of people thought that he wouldn't come if I was here, but I still think that them seeing kids stay home, um, stay at Illinois in Illinois um, is really big. And especially if he goes on to, you know, lead this team to a big 10 championship and potentially a national championship. So I just thought it was a great quote from him.
0: So this article real quick, before we get to the protocol stuff, Mm-hmm. This article from sports illustrated October 7th analysis. Does Illinois have a non-conference schedule problem? Interesting. One of those schools scrambling is Illinois. The Illini program has lost its canceled multi-team event in Niceville, Florida, where it was slated to play Florida and the winner slash loser of Iowa state and Oregon. Um, Let's see, Illinois also announced a postponement of the return game in Champaign of the home-and-home with Arizona, so they're not going to play Arizona this year. They're not playing Arizona, correct. That sucks. But
1: but Rossine says they're going to host that four-man, is it a four-team thing?
0: I don't know. Um, They're in
1: talks with it. When did that article come out?
0: The one that I'm reading? Yeah. Five days ago. Hmm. Lunardi says the Big Ten offers the best safety net in the country. Say Illinois gets the equivalent of 10 quad one games in the league and zero outside of it. That's still going to put them ahead of 80% of the power five. Okay, Lunardi. <laughs> uh, Rothstein said the Big Ten Challenge moving December 8th and 9th will be played on campus. He said that a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, and then this says, therefore, here's what I currently know about the Illini's 2021 2020-21 season what i said earlier the uh the multi-team event with florida iowa state and oregon's canceled arizona canceled status of bragging rights is unknown since 1983 this game has been played every season in st louis and the two teams have only failed to play each other in one season which was 1982
1: really they're thinking about canceling the bragging rights Let's
0: yeah i don't say. know what's gonna happen with that and then it says Illinois is putting together plans to host its own multi-team event in Champaign during the season, the opening week, November 25th through the 27th. So that would be day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, and the day after would be okay. that event. Now, I don't know how many teams that will be. I'm assuming four to six. Yeah. Probably which, four. Which
1: Illinois can do because the, uh, their campus has pretty good testing. So –
0: well, they're a big school, so they should.
1: When they, made their, they invented their own or
0: something. So I'm scrolling down. I see this tweet. Oh, Brad Underwood joining Andy Katz about a week ago. I mean, what are we doing here, Brad? We stick with you. Despite I crushed you many times last year, we've stuck with you for a while. You've cool Wait, for can't you, we Dad. still
1: be friends, Brad?
0: Jeez, man. I'll
1: tell you what.
0: Also, Lunardi said that – Okay, hang on a second, Lunardi. The talks of a number one seed seem overly optimistic. Okay. That's kind of fair, I guess. I kind of
1: your boy Andy Katz is the one that said that they're number one seed. So Yeah,
0: he's an idiot. I mean that's yeah, that's obvious. And I don't understand why he's trying to it's like he's trying to like he's like a politician. He's trying to pander to the Illini fan. So,
1: so is he saying that like so if Illinois wins the Big Ten? Why wouldn't he? I mean, why is it such a stretch?
0: Well, Lunardi said, as of today's new bracket, he has Illinois at number fourteen. That seems okay. We got to find a middle ground here. Fourteen. Yeah, like holy smokes. Being top four probably not going to happen, but fourteen. I think they're more in like the What's sixth, that, like a four seed, range. five seed. Yeah, that Yikes. Lunardi needs to calm down. He also said. uh <laughs> Not impossible, obviously. See Dayton and San Diego State last year, but historically unlikely to make it to the top line. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who said this, but I'll read this quote real quick. As far as non-conference schedule for them, it is a modest concern at this point, but the Big Ten oh, – I already, I already said that. <laughs> it's just in a different spot. I mean, this articles all over the place. And then you got to see uh, Lunardi or uh, Andy Katz and Underwood. That's unfortunate. Um, I'm trying to see where Lunardi has, like, Wisconsin and Iowa. Let me see. This is important stuff, by the way.
1: This is, this is stuff you need to do before we start the
0: podcast. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> he has Iowa as a two. And I'm assuming he – So he doesn't have two. anybody in the Big Ten. He has as Illinois well. as a four. Indiana as a seven. Michigan State as a three.
1: Well, that means nothing until they play
0: games. Wisconsin is a two. <laughs> Dang. So he basically has Illinois fourth in the Big Ten. I mean, whatever. Good for him. He doesn't know what he's talking about, but good for him. <laughs> uh, and also, I like how they call Andy Katz, an uh, NCAA.com analyst. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, let's get the protocol stuff. Okay. In scheduling. Programs can begin practicing in two days, Wednesday, October 14th, this is a 42-day window, so the season does start in 44 days, as I said earlier. A 42-day window to conduct 30 practices at the most. Um, are they
1: not practicing right now?
0: No. I think what they're doing now is probably just like off-season type. Gotcha. Workout stuff. not te- I don't Basically know.
1: practicing. Yeah, better not <laughs> say that on here.
0: Ex- exhibition and scrimmages before November 25th are not allowed. So, what does that mean? Can you scrimmage? You can still scrimmage. I I thought
1: that the season was supposed to start on the 24th.
0: Starts in the 25th. Okay. Um, (laughs) There are three scheduling options, 24 regular season games and up to three games in one multi-team event. 25 regular season games and up to two games in one multi-team event. 25 regular season games without a multi-team event. Now, let me – I'm confused on this, though, because if Illinois hosts their own, Uh doesn't would the Jimmy V Classic count as a multi-team event? I feel like it would.
1: Uh, No, because you only play one game.
0: Well, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know if it was like a – It'd
1: be like the Big Ten ACC Challenge, I think.
0: Yeah. Plus that's in December. So they're looking at, I mean, their non-conference schedule in December is going to be brutal. Mm -hmm. And I I wonder if they have a multi-team event in Champaign for three days, they could just do what, like eight teams and then you play three games total, right? Play your first round. And then the winners of that, it would go from eight to four to two. You played three games which would be 24 regular season games. I'm assuming it's probably going to be a four-team thing where you play 25 regular season games and you have up to two games in a multi-team event. Now, I wonder mm-hmm. who's going to be in this. Is it going to be teams that are close to here? Is it going to be power five teams?
1: I don't know. When, I, I, I don't know. I hope it's DuPaul so we can beat him.
0: Yeah, here's my – I'm <laughs> just going to write down four teams. DePaul, I want them in. Okay. I want to keep it kind of close to here, so how about Dayton? Um, obviously, Illinois. And
1: I would think uh, Iowa State was supposed to play in that thing, so Iowa State might be
0: one. Yeah, I'll write them down. So how about Illinois versus DePaul, then Dayton versus Iowa State, winner plays championship. Works for me. Sounds right. Illinois beats DePaul 107 to 30, <laughs> and then they beat Iowa State 84 to 70 for revenge. At, that they when they got their asses kicked by Iowa State of Maui a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, revenge games. Two more things from the NCAA. Hopefully they handle this well and don't mess it up like I'm assuming most people think they will. Teams must play a minimum of 13 games against D1 opponents to be considered for NCAA championship selection. I don't think they're going to have a problem there. Uh, And then a transition period from September 21st, which has already started, to October 13th, which is tomorrow, between out-of-season activity and preseason practice will take place. So what they're doing now is out-of-season activity and preseason practice or what? I would assume. Very confusing. That's what it seems like to me. The good thing is that they've had a lot of time to figure this out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully the plan's in place rather than all these other, you know, with football, it was just kind of a mess.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, the good thing, like I said, they have a lot of time. The Big Ten's committed to football now. They're going to start next week or whatever. They start
1: Friday, right? Illinois plays Wisconsin Friday.
0: Yeah, something like that. That's, that's this, this Friday? Friday? I don't know if it might be next because I think they play it like October 20-something. Okay. Um, And then the Pack 12 is going to play, so that's good. They've had a ton of time to figure this out. Another thing that's probably going to factor in is the election will be well over, hopefully, by November 25th. So, I mean, that's 23 what? days after. I'm not so sure, but, <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully that plays a factor. And it, honestly, if they screw this up in any way, I think you got a clean house, get some new guys at the NCAA. Yeah. I, say, I think, I think much time.
1: I think the, that basketball is going to be okay, but.
0: It should be. It better be. I mean, knowing the way that the world works, I could see Illinois being like 14 and 0 and having to shut it down. (laughs) Yep. So that would be good. Um, So let me just ask you this without knowing the schedule, since our next one will probably be preseason predictions without knowing the schedule. Let's say they play 25 games with the two multi-team event, which I'm assuming, does that mean 25 plus two? So you play 27 games. Yes. Um, and however many Big Ten games there will be, what do you think their win goal should be in 27 games, knowing that the schedule is going to be a little hard?
1: Um, oh, man. I'd say 22 would be a good number with this so, with this team. I mean, with this team, I think that, you know, you're probably going to lose a couple Big Ten games on the road that you probably shouldn't lose. Yeah. Um. Baylor and Duke, if you end up playing both of them, um, you know, those are toss-ups. So, I think losing five games is realistic.
0: And I would say the 22 and five probably gets you a two seed, right? I mean, yeah, that little of games. I mean, I I don't really understand why they can't just do, like, 27 regular season games with a couple multi – because, like, you know.
1: Well, they usually play 30.
0: Yeah, usually 30. And Illinois won what? 21? 21 last year, or twenty two? How do we not remember this?
1: <laughs> A long time ago, man.
0: Of course, they did. It's hard to believe. This, this is why we're the
1: number three podcast, Illinois yeah. basketball podcast, because we don't remember mm-hmm. that stuff.
0: It's hard to believe that they played games this year. Yeah, like literally, you know, nine months ago they were playing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Twenty-one and ten. 21. That's what I said. So I mean, you win twenty-two this year. You go twenty-two and five or twenty-two and six. I mean, I guess you take and that. I would take it. I would also take it. Now, if if they do, they can play twenty-seven games, and if they don't win at least twenty, then we have a problem. I would say. Yeah. And with the Big three problem. games less than the schedule, you could win seventeen games with a hard schedule and still get in. So right. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I guess their next one will be around when the schedule comes out, which I'm assuming we got to be to a point soon where we're about a week away from a schedule, right? I mean, it's got to be coming soon. I
1: would think it'd be coming out soon.
0: Uh, so. so we'll probably do something along the lines of that after the schedule is released. Uh, you can follow the yeah. podcast Twitter at Podcast for some great tweets every three days.
1: <laughs> uh, every once in a while.
0: Yeah, I'll be a lot more active during – I'll probably live tweet games. Yeah,
1: once the season gets going, yeah.
0: Yeah, and people will be all into it then, obviously. Hopefully, we're going to try to uh, – we're going to get Underwood on the podcast uh 3% chance when <laughs> the season starts. Yeah, so,
1: everybody everybody that's listening to this, tweet at him and
0: tell him they he needs to come on. That would be good. That would be useful. I don't uh,
1: even think he runs his own Twitter account, so we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Or if you want to really help us, just start emailing all their communications people. Yeah. Uh, media relations or whatever the hell you call those. Um, yeah, we need we need to uh, get him on. I don't know. 3% chance. Give us 3% before the season starts. Plus, practice starts this week. so. Yep. All right.
1: All right. We'll do-
0: In a few weeks or a month or whatever, I don't know what's gonna happen, but we'll be doing it every week when the season starts. So, uh, Uh, back to
1: every Friday once once we get back.
0: Episode 32 coming in a couple weeks, and we'll see you then.